<laughs> I think we should open with that. What time is it? Hmm? What time is it? It's uh, half six. Okay, okay, let's go. <laughs> And welcome back. Again. Again. Again, again. (laughs) Well, yes, that's funny to us, but the listeners don't know that we've just abandoned a recording. But now they do. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, So welcome back again. 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 To World 1 Stage 1, a video game podcast. We still haven't decided yet, have we, on whether it's retro video game podcast or classic video game podcast. (gasps) We should have a phone in. We don't have a phone. We should have a vote. A we should have a phone. <laughs> we should have a phone. Uh, yeah, well, write us your suggestions. Anyway, I am Simon. I'm still Jack. And we are your hosts. We are. And again. We're back again. Again. It's really, really good to be back. It is. It's been a while. Too long. Far, far too long. Far, far, far too long. Muffins. And muffins. And, there are muff- and the muffins were there too. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much. you very much. Thank you. Uh, it, to explain? <laughs> there are chocolate muffins. Uh, Jack has moved house. Yes. I also spilled chocolate on myself. Good for you. And we now record in his living room. <clears throat> his house is a shared house. It Other is. people may, f- from time to time, drop into recordings and give us muffins. And their opinions on video games. But mostly muffins. Mostly muffins. But yes, as we alluded to before, uh, there has been some discussion in the break, mm-hmm. largely during the aborted recording of the Half-Life 2 episode. No, Half-Life episode. Half-Life 1, back at my old... Yes, we spoke a lot about Half-Life Resident. 2, but uh, a Half-Life 1 recording. Uh, whether we should be talking about retro games or classic games. And I hear you asking... What is the difference? The difference is that a game can come out now and be a classic right away. Portal is a fantastic example. And we felt that maybe calling ourselves a retro podcast was artificially limiting our subject matter. Which is a dumb thing to do. Because the classic games will largely be older, with time to become classic. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think anyone in our audience would resent us talking about, for example, Portal... Or perhaps Beyond Good and Evil, which I think we need to discuss at some point. Which I need to play at some point as well. You certainly do. You yes. can borrow my copy. I will do so then. And I think we should probably be discussing more classic than retro, but with a certain retro leaning. Oh, absolutely, since that was what we set out to do at the beginning of this this journey into the unknown. Or into the very well-known, I suppose it should be. Yeah, so perhaps more to the point we're relaxing the rules on what counts as retro... And saying that there will be the occasional exception for the occasional exceptional game. Absolutely. But still, as always, keep your suggestions coming in. Absolutely. We want to know what you want to hear us talk about. Your opinions are the lifeblood of this podcast. And for a long time, you clearly had no opinions. Because we were not here. That's true. 
Mm. Um, anyway, to be resuscitated. It was more technical issues than anything else, but they Absolutely. should now be solved. We have Hopefully. all new kit. It's all looking very professional and mm-hmm. intimidating and terrifying. And picking up all sorts of sounds. Yes, I've already made some fundamental errors, which hopefully we now have corrected. Yep. These fancy microphones that we've uh, placed in front of us are now actually picking up our voices, and it's not all going through the internal microphone on the Mac. Which was stupid. I Yes, I am, I am a stupid, stupid You can person. make mistakes too, you are not a machine. Yes, we are all only human, after all. He is only human. Still... Still, these problems have been resolved. They have. And we are back. Let the good times roll. And we are here today to discuss... Grand Theft Auto. With reference to London and two. And three. Well, perhaps reference and to three. City. Yes, and we'll probably end and talking about all of them. It's, it is inevitable, really. The episode is about the first couple of games. Mm-hmm. Before they went... Well, I, I was going to say before they went 3D, but that's not strictly true. Because 2 was 3D, as you told me. But before they went third person. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's not strictly true either, because they were always third person. Whilst they were still top-down. There mm. we go. Top-down, that's... Uh, There's yeah. the description. And, as I said before, you actually know the answer this time. Yes. We shall start with a question. Okay. Who developed Grand Theft Auto? Rockstar. Ah, oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Yay, you didn't spoil it. No! <gasps> what do you mean, no? Well... It's not all the gaming, the, the, the cases. Technically, the original Grand Theft Auto was developed by DMA Designs. And what does that stand for? It doesn't really mean anything. It's a term taken from Amiga programming. Ah, oh, fantastic. And it is the same company, but it's before the name change. Mm-hmm. Take-Two Interactive published them, bought them out, and they morphed into Rockstar North. I see. Over time. However, in 1997, at the Grand Theft Auto, they were still DMA Designs, the company responsible for Lemmings. And thus, a legend was born. And, as I said, it came out in 97. Mm Mm-hmm. Good year. That was on... um, And that was the DOS release. Mm Mm-hmm. It would later come out on the PlayStation, which, which I believe... Is the, is the version I have played. I yes. Have, uh, I, I played the PC version. It was the, the, the version I played when it came out was still a new thing, when I was a young lad with a sparkle in my eye. And more to the point, I believe that was also the same year, the Windows version. Because as you said, it was a, uh, a dual release. Yes, it was the on the edge. cusp. On the cusp between DOS and Windows. Well, um, age... It also, of course, came out on the Game Boy Color, mm-hmm. which we discussed earlier. Tarantula Studios were responsible for the port and managed something which was technically very impressive, fitting the whole game onto a Game Boy Color cartridge. Full-size maps, all the characters, all the missions, everything in there. But as you can expect, uh, Nintendo family-friendly values, as was explained to me, I still need to pick up this game and play it, because I can just... <laughs> I can imagine doing that. It'll be incredible amounts of fun. Yes, it was um, edited for gore and for swearing to fit in with the Nintendo child-friendly philosophy. Ah. Which doesn't exist so much today. No. No, I don't know if you've noticed. This is just a little bit of a side tangent rant. We can have those. You know the Nintendo seal of quality? I do. That used to mean... I used to cut those out and glue them to my brother's head. 
Your brother was Nintendo Seal of Quality approved? Absolutely. Wow. Because he was really good at Mario. See, back then, the Seal of Quality actually meant something. It meant that Nintendo had gone through the game. Mm-hmm. Bug-free. It, there was no showstoppers in there. And, more to the point, it was a good game. Right. They still put Nintendo Seal of Quality on the Wii Games boxes, I believe. Right. Are they bug-free? A little gold certificate seal thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Are they bug-free? Are they bollocks? Right. Because it's it's not their fault, but because games are now so complicated, it is actually impossible to ensure that a game is bug-free. Right. So what does the seal of quality mean anymore? Is it dick all? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, excellent. It just means Nintendo approved this product. It just means Nintendo made this product. Or licensed it. Or are releasing it. Yeah. Or have seen it. Or are aware of it. Yes. Really. It, it means nothing. Right. And as, you know, a lifelong Nintendo gamer, I'm disappointed by this. It's Rule 34 of the Internet, subsection B. If it exists, it has a Nintendo seal of approval. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd go that far. Okay. It'd be interesting to see how many of our listeners know what Rule 34 is. Write in and give us your views. <laughs> I'm just trying to get people to write in for anything, really. Oh, yeah, we want mail. Oh, oh, we, we were meant to make a comment about on the website. Yes. You, you lied to me and told me that people cared that we That's exist. right. Yes, in our earlier recording, I wanted to send a message to one particular commenter, not the commenters who wanted us back. Although, I... thank you. Um, we are back. Thanks to you. Absolutely. I believe this podcast is an answer to those people saying, Hi. Hello. Specifically, I wanted to address the person who said that uh, those people had been wasting their time commenting on our Libsyn thread and suggesting that we don't read it anymore. How dare you? Or at least I hope you're pleasantly surprised. Yes, that would be nice. Have some tea. And in response to the people who have suggested that we need a discussion forum, I agree. I agree. How do we do that? I believe it is in the works. (gasps) I'm oh. not going to say it's ready now. Fantastic. I think that would be a very good idea. Yeah. Because we're always saying we want to know what people want us to discuss, and that would be a good way to find out. And it would be a good way for me to prove that no one's actually listening to us. <laughs> you, you keep telling me otherwise, but I'm, I still agree no one is listening. No one out there is listening to us. So there you go. Your new mission is to prove Jack wrong. A noble cause. And very easy, to be fair. It's, yeah. It's very easy to prove Jack wrong on anything. <laughs> to be fair, I could probably just pull up our Libsyn account here and show you the numbers, but I, that I won't. Could, that, all that proves is that you've listened to us on a variety of different computers. That's true, I could actually be doing that. Yeah, just to, just to mess with my head. Shall we talk about the game? I think we should talk about the game. We've, we've ranted on a little bit enough, yeah. Yes. Um, Are we trying to tone down the rants and the, uh, the, oh, I don't the bollock talking? I, I think it's part of our charm. I think it is. Part of my charm, at least, because I know bugger all about games. Also, I have a feeling if we tried to curb it, It'll get worse. Yeah. It's like scratching at a gentle ward. And as that image lingers on. Anyway, uh, if we tried to curb it, it wouldn't work, is what I was actually going to say. So let's just be honest about what we are. Which is? No reference to a genital ward. Okay. But yes. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, that's what we're talking about. The original Grand Theft Auto. It was a very fun game. It was a very fun game, but bore a number of striking differences between the uh, original Grand Theft Auto and what later became the Grand Theft Auto series after 3. Ah, the, the, the current edition. Yes. Which I still see as the new Fangle one. When I think Grand Theft Auto, I think top-down, tiny little red blob of head and flamethrower. 
Yellow jumper. Yellow All jumper. the characters wore a yellow jumper. Yep. The red jumpers were muggers. <laughs> Evil people. That was only in Grand Theft Auto 2, though. Ah, right. Um, Which I played yes. less of, so I will, I will be relying on you for information about Grand Theft Auto 2. And London. It was certainly of its time, Grand Theft Auto, in, as I explained to you earlier, in that it was a game based on levels. Mm-hmm. And lives. And points. It was old school. It was a computer game of its era. Mm-hmm. But of course the levels have familiar names, each one being its own city. Starting in Liberty City, moving into Vice, and then to San Andreas. And as was brought up, I was only aware of Liberty City for two reasons. Uh, one, when I owned the game and played it, uh, I really just straight away got into a car, ignored all missions, drove into people, you know. And that was the game for me. Uh, and when I played it at a friend's house, they'd, you know, gone through it completely and all that, and I was just running around setting fire to things and blowing up cars. So you never really followed the storyline to discover the different cities. Exactly. As far as I knew, it was all one massive city... There were pickup trucks, I believe. <laughs> but in each city, there was a points requirement to get to the next one. And yeah. just about everything you could do earned points, which is why it became such a sandbox game. Mm. You got a small amount of points, I think, for every kill. Every kill? Not just, like, combo kills or... Every kill gave you a tiny amount of points, if I remember correctly. Fantastic, okay. Certainly, missions gave you points. And there were ways of getting bonus points. There were. Um, you could carry out the kill frenzy missions, kill a certain number of a type of pedestrian with a type of weapon in a time limit. That carried on into Grand Theft Auto 3. Yeah. What didn't, of course, was the Guranga. Which bonus. is a shame, because that does sound fantastic. It is rather wonderful. Do you want to explain the, the uh, concept of the Guranga? Certainly. In the first Grand Theft Auto, wandering around somewhere in the city, in this big sandbox city, is a group of Hare Krishnas walking along in a in a caterpillar, follow the leader fashion, chanting. And if you can wipe them all out in one try, one fell swoop, one swerve of the car, Guranga! Bonus points. It's really very satisfying. I bet it would be once you finally nail it and just you people everywhere across the country would be getting on and going, Yes! <laughs> it was also something that people looked out for if you're showing this game to a friend yeah. it's one of the things you want to show them because it's got a brilliant sense of humour to it it does it's, it's one of the, the endearing qualities of Grand Theft Auto it's the sense of humour and I've noticed and I don't know if this is just me but in recent years there's been a massive tailing off in Harry Krishna related humour in fact this is the only thing I can think of really well there used to be jokes on Airplane the film had Harry Krishna oh, jokes yep. And, yep. and certainly my friends used to make Harry Krishna jokes. I don't know in any Harry the Krishna 90s. jokes. But, yeah, it's just not a topic of humour anymore. I suppose. Bless them. They mean well. I wonder if this is a sign of religious tolerance, or people just forgot about Harry Krishnas. Well, here we go. We, we, we may have just ignited the fires of religious bigotry. We can but hope. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. This is the exact sort of thing my par- my grandparents fought against. <laughs> or probably. I don't know. They might have done. Maybe. All things are possible. In a lot of ways, Grand Theft Auto was actually quite primitive compared to what we're used to now. Yeah. The weapon selection was fairly poor. Was it? You started with bare fists. Yep. And you could get a pistol. Yep. Machine gun. Yep. Rocket launcher. Mm Mm-hmm. And flamethrower. Is that it? That was all. Works for me. It did the job. Yeah. But it's certainly not what we're used to now. And bullets were tiny little dots on the screen, a bit like asteroids. Yep. It was awesome. Yeah, it kind of was like Asteroids with that. Oh, and oh, one thing I wanted to tell 
when I decided we were going to talk about Grand Theft Auto. Wonderful bug I found. Oh, do tell. It's really, it took, oh, it's going to make me sound like such an anorak that I took the time to set this up. But when you go ahead, who, over... Who's listening? <laughs> Lots of people, as I keep telling you. You're telling lies, well, but at carry least, on. At least three people. At least three people going to many, many computers. <laughs> uh, when you used to jump over a car, mm-hmm. your character would make a sort of hurdling pose. One leg out and one leg oh, I remember you telling me about this. And go over the car. And if there was a car pump, a parked bumper to bumper with that car, you could go jumping over two car lengths. And I wondered, what about three? And what if one of them was a stretched limo? And I discovered that it didn't matter how long the chain of cars were. As long as they were parked bumper to bumper, you would jump their entire length. So like I thought... Superman. Yes. When he was doing his car jumping days, you know. Yeah. Getting started out. Absolutely. And I wondered, what would happen if I had a circle of cars? So I took the time. I believe I did actually use the cheat to get 99 lives. Just in case. Just in case. And I set up cars going all the way around a building. So a perfect square of cars. All parked bumper to bumper, edge to edge. No gaps whatsoever. So less of a circle, more of a a square. More of a square. And I ran at it from one corner and jumped. And you could steer while jumping. Hmm. So when I reached the end... I turned 90 degrees, turned 90 degrees, turned 90 degrees, and I could go on forever. It was... An endless loop of jumping. I would never hit the ground until I decided to turn off and slide off the edge of the cars. At which point? I landed. And nothing bad happened? Nothing bad happened. There were no repercussions of you messing with physics? Not at all. I could just jump for an infinitely long distance. The sky didn't open up and and Einstein came out and bitch slapped you. Yeah, the engine wasn't that advanced. Ah. So very different these days. Unfortunately, I believe that was fixed in Grand Theft Auto 2. Ah, ruining our fun. Yeah. And you can do something similar in Grand Theft Auto 3, in that you can run along the top of all the cars in a circle, but you can't jump forever. Yeah, well, that's very different, though, isn't it? It's just running. Yeah. So, I'd say, listeners, if you exist and know of Grand Theft Auto uh, glitches and and fun bugs and really fun things that you, you would like us to try out... And if you've if we've not talked about it, and you want us to see what these cool things are you've discovered, send them in. We'll be sure to give them a go. I'm always up for a laugh. Yeah, or just write it because Jack would just love mail sometimes. I would. I'd love to like to think that people out there know I exist and care. He likes it when people write to him. I do. My grandchildren don't anymore. Carry on. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Grand Theft Auto, is there a great deal left to say about the original? It was a fairly simple game in its way. Yeah, but what was... Oh, the characters. The characters. Was, it it had named characters. Yeah, like Hang the... J- no. Hang the DJ. That, that was a cheat. That was a cheat, in fact, which I've now given you. That was why no one ever knew they were named characters, because they all chose to enter their own character name, because that was how the cheats worked. Yes. He but was there were named characters. Um, and I have the list. He's got notes. I have notes. Somebody stop him. Travis, Cat, Nikki, Divine, Bubba, Troy, Kivlov, and Ulrika. Ka, ka, ka. And I don't remember that. I vaguely remember that, but I might just be making things up. Maybe. I, I honestly have no recall of there being named characters. As in, all, all I remember is changing my name to Hang the DJ, and then the character portrait changed into either a parrot or a cockatiel or something. Maybe. Or again, I may just admit that may have been a horrible nightmare. What I certainly don't remember, actually, is that the uh, character in Grand Theft Auto 2 is also named. Is he? Mm. And it's just 
one guy, one name. There's no choice here. What's the name of the character? You play... Notes again. Claude Speed. That is an epic name. Almost as epic as the original name they were going to use for Grand Theft Auto. Race and Chase. Ugh. I wouldn't have bought Race and Chase. I wouldn't have bought Race and Chase. I didn't buy Grand Theft Auto either. I don't know how I got Grand Theft Auto. On the PlayStation? No, no, my mum was very... Well, not against video games, but, you know, I was (laughs) was a young man. And she was very much into into making sure her kids didn't become nutters. And I couldn't buy it myself. I I had no money. I was on a, you know, a budget of whatever soil I could collect from the garden. That was what I used for money. It didn't work very well. So I'm not entirely sure how I ended up getting Grand Theft Auto. Or even if I did. Maybe, maybe I played it all in my dreams. Maybe. Anyway, uh, Grand Theft Auto, I think the last thing remaining to be said about it is that there was a ill-fated Saturn conversion. An ill-fated Saturn conversion? Yes, and when the Saturn tanked, so did the conversion. Never saw the light of day. And an ill-fated, although God knows why, N64 conversion with a reprogrammed engine. And as I explained before the break, I think I know why it was ill-fated. I've played some PlayStation 2 N64 crossovers, and PC to N64 crossovers. Doom 64. Descent. Oh, dear. Forsaken. Both good games, just not on the N64. Somehow it didn't work. I don't know what it was. Although was Forsaken a PC original? Uh, Oh, yes, it was. It was. Okay, there we go. That was not not a good... No, not a good game for the N64. Aren't Descent and Forsaken in some way related? Um, they were both 3D shooting... Uh, the 3D shooter... I have a feeling one is the plane. sequel of the other. No, because Descent was just called Descent 2 and Descent 3. And in Descent 2 or 3 was the first time you, you went outside, you shot down a wall and started flying around outside. Neither of these games are Grand Theft Auto. No. No, they're not. But, but I'm now intrigued. You're going to have to look this up, aren't you? Are you on a break? I'm not on a break. Okay. I'm just looking up Forsaken. This is entirely the problem with recording where I actually have access to the internet. You'll be looking things up. I will. As it transpires, no, they're not related in any way. Forsaken is just a copy of Descent. Oh, fair enough. In the same way that there are Doom clones, there was a Descent clone. Oh, that is shocking. Mm. But it brings us back to relevance, because, of course, there is now an entire genre referred to as the GTA clone. That's true. Although that's a reference to GTA 3 more than the games we're discussing. Because there aren't really as many clones of the original top-down view Mm. game as I can remember. Any that I can think of. You know, I had a thought when I was up there. Wow. I know, it's scary, isn't it? In relation to both uh, Forsaken and Enemy Mine. <laughs> now, you know that the viewers at home, viewers, the listeners... Listeners, yeah. ...should they exist, do not know how hilarious my poor memory is, both long and short term. Oh, it is legendary, yes. You do. Oh, yeah. And especially when it comes to me remembering hazy half-formed memories from my childhood of films, video games, books, and the like. Yeah. Why do we not, at one point, do an episode where Jack goes on and on about games he knows the titles of and vague sections of the plot? That and see if anyone knows what we're doing. Because I remember things like Body Harvest and Forsaken and Abe's Odyssey. No, I actually played Abe's Odyssey recently, so I know that one quite well. And other games that I will remember in, in, ter- in turn. We shall see. We'll have a look. It's definitely got potential. Yeah. Not quite as much potential as something I'm going to have to show you when we're done recording, which is Star Wars as told by someone who hasn't seen it. What? It's... I don't know if it's the guy's sister, 
I, I might have to put a link to this in the show notes now that I'm talking about it because it's that good. Everyone will want to see it. Right, okay. I think and it's his you. sister or girlfriend or cousin, some female person with whom he has an association mm-hmm. who has not seen the Star Wars films, mm-hmm. has seen bits of them, mm-hmm. and kind of, through pop culture, absorbed the plot. Yep. And he challenges her mm-hmm. to tell the plot of Star Wars. Okay. Which she gets somewhat accurate, but hilariously wrong in places. I like the sound of this. It is really rather funny, actually. You have to be a Star Wars fan. Obviously, if you've not seen Star Wars, then you don't get the joke. Right. But there are very few well, people... Well, so you don't need to be a Star Wars fan, you just need to have seen Star Wars. Yeah. There are people in the world who have seen Star Wars and are not fans. Not many. Well, I think a few. few, but not that no. many. She ends up covering most of the original trilogy, actually. Hmm. But she gets the point where it becomes a different film wrong. Uh, she gets the breaks between films wrong. And I'll try and remember to put a link to it in the show notes. And Time Cube. Oh, look at that. I've mentioned it now. We need to put a note to it. No. Okay. If people want to know what that was a reference to, they can explore themselves. It's not hard to use Google. Time I'm not Cube. Linking to it. I'm not linking to Time it. Time Cube. Dr. Gene Ray. Time Cube. There you go. I realise it may all be edited out, so it doesn't matter really. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I am the master of the delete button. You're a monster. I am. Anyway, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yes. I have a question about the original Grand Theft Auto. Okay. One that you probably will obviously have an answer to. Uh, Having been there, this was the late 90s. Yes, You were there. You were a grown-up by that point. I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I was a half-mentally formed nine-year-old. I was a teenager. Yes, you were. Hmm. But you were more aware of yourself than me, Jack, at nine years old, running around eating custard was. Definitely. Actually, you're probably better mentally formed than I am now. But... Controversy. Or controversy. I forget which one is our saying. Back then it was a lot harder for a game to generate controversy because the detail wasn't there. Yeah. But, but not so um, much to the degree that, the, the degree that it was this, uh, you know, the latest iteration of Grand Theft Auto games, 3, Vice City. It's going to be a case of uh, whatever you look at. The more realistic it is, the more controversy it's going to cause. Absolutely, okay. I think 3 was the first one that generated real headlines. Mm. Because it became three-dimensional, became it became a more realised world. Rather than the slightly, cut, the slightly cartoonish level of the exactly. original Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it did get away with that um, sort of sprite-based, cartoony game. Not that offensive-looking, especially when you look at something like Grand Theft Auto London, with its Union Jack-painted E-type Jaguars, mm. a la Austin Powers. And... Ah, the good old days. <laughs> Which, of course, is something to mention, is that the Grand Theft Auto game was expanded with the London... Did London pack. come before Grand Theft Auto 2? Uh, yes, slightly. Right, it was the sort of in-between-y yeah. game. And for the PC, it was an expansion pack. You had to own the original Grand Theft Auto and you bought it as an add-on. Ah. For the PlayStation, it was, it was a, a whole game. game yeah. Because you can't do an expansion pack for the PlayStation. You can't. So PlayStation owners got gypped. Yeah. Pretty much. For the days of downloadable content. Yeah. Whereas now, of course, Lost in the Damned is coming out as a download. Lost in the Damned? Yes. Uh, expansion for GTA 4. Oh, cool. Which, uh, because we mentioned it in the Dead podcast, uh, I'll bring it up again for the listener's benefit. I am playing far too much of, which is probably the inspiration for this podcast. Excellent. And I've not played at all, so I don't think we'll probably be going there, will we? No, not hugely. Although if we didn't we, if we didn't review games that I've never played, then this whole thing <laughs> would never have gotten off the ground. I wouldn't say GTA 4 is a modern classic. No? No, it's more of the same. It's oh, Grand Theft Auto games, you know what you're going to get. You're yeah. going to get 
what you had in the last iteration refined. And, in this case, grittier. Mm, it's a refinement of, of sorts. Because sorts, yeah. the modern games tend towards grittiness. Yeah. But that's no, a very good game. Yeah. Highly recommended, but not a modern classic. Fair enough. It's, it's, it's an odd, if not glowing, uh, review. <laughs> I have high standards for what I will regard as a modern classic. Fair enough. I don't so much. I'll tend to sort of pick something up and go, I love this. Jack's not a game. It's a tub of margarine. For example, I've been looking at um, Dawn of War 2, the multiplayer beta. How is that? Or can you not talk about it? Oh, I can talk about it. Okay, cool. Perfectly I, I forget what things are in what stages of things. Well, at the moment, on Steam, if you own Soulstorm, oh. or if you've pre-ordered Dawn of War 2, then you get early access to the beta, but okay. it'll be freely available probably by the time this podcast is up, or in a couple of days. Fair enough. And, um, well, I think Warhammer 40k fans are going to be slightly more pleased with this oh. than a previous iteration. Because I know a lot of them didn't like uh, the original Dawn of War so much. Mm. Uh, in this one, uh, the game is more fitting to what you expect from the backstory and rules of 40k. Excellent. Uh, as, a, as a horrendously neckbearded geek, I love this. Uh, I love the sound <laughs> of this. Uh, it's, I haven't had a chance to play with it much yet. I literally managed to boot it up last night mm. for the first time, so this is all very initial impressions. But I like what I see so far. Yeah. See, this is the thing. It's not just game reviews you get. It's it's news about the world as it is, in, in, in terms of gaming, at least. <laughs> and what may, or may not, uh, be a classic hovering over the horizon. I would say the original Dawn of War is a few years away from being eligible for us to talk about it at length. Yeah. I'd say it's a classic. I, again, not played it, but... Yeah. You've not played the original Dawn of War? I, it doesn't run on my laptop. I could have sworn you had. I borrowed it, it just didn't run. <laughs> well, I highly recommend it. My laptop is powered by coal, remember? Oh, yes, that's true. You need to get a proper... Well, n- not even... I was going to say a gaming computer, but a computer that can run a game. Yeah, that, that'd that be nice for once. That would be impressive. Oh, I can run Fallout. And Fallout 2. Which are excellent, yeah. and we need to discuss them at some point. Yeah, there's a classic. Oh, but yeah. that is not the classic of today. No, today we are discussing Grand Theft Auto, not that you would know it. Yes, we are very, 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 very sorry. We're so far but, off topic, we can't even see the topic. But we are giving... Wait, I can. We, uh, he's got the, the books, the, the paper. I can see the topic. But, yes, we are giving you news about possible classics in our, in the world around us now. Remember, a game could very well be a classic, it just needs a chance. Yep. They're not just the... the, the classic games are not just the forte of yesteryear. Indeed. Well said. I came up with some philosophy. <laughs> Now I'm going to go to sleep. So let's talk about Grand Theft Auto 2. Excellent. This is where you're going to have to guide me, because I know no, very little about Grand Theft Auto 2. Well, gameplay-wise, it would be pretty much instantly familiar. Right. It's the same. But different. But different. Uh, it was released in 99. Mm-hmm. Still credited as a DMA Designs program. Released, but uh, published, was it? Or? Published by Rockstar Games. This so was, was during, during the, the period period. when they were becoming part of the Rockstar Games group when they were becoming Rockstar North. Mm -hmm. And Grand Theft Auto 2, technically 3D, as we've mentioned before. Although it was still a top-down view, it was a top-down view of a three-dimensional world. Mm. So you could drive under bridges, through tunnels, and three-dimensional things. Also, the lighting was 
uh, much more advanced. Yeah. So you had blue and red glows off of police car lights, the orange glow of explosions, that sort of thing. Yeah. Flamethrower as well. Oh, the wonderful, wonderful flamethrower weapon. Which is sadly absent from the modern games. I, I, I'm sure there's a flamethrower in one of the, the modern games. No, nope, just Molotovs. You can uh, still do fire, but uh, it only comes in bottles now. Oh, fair enough. Uh, in fact, the lighting in Grand Theft Auto 2 was so advanced for the time, mm-hmm. God, it required a hardware accelerator. Uh, I believe it was just a voodoo at the time, though. Right. That they had two times of day at which you could play. Daylight or dusk. And if you played at dusk, everything was moodier and the light glowed more because it was in the darkness and you could mm. see street lights and signage and the headlights of cars. Yeah. It was extremely pretty. But, funnily enough, even with it being a top-down game, some computers couldn't handle it at the time. Hmm. But it looked gorgeous if you could. Yeah. Well, it looked good for the time. Yes. So it looked quite nice. Now, as for when Grand Theft Auto 2 is set, this is a fucking mystery. Yeah? It only references itself as set three weeks into the future. Right. However, there is also reference to... Um, the character, Claude Speed, being released from uh, a cryogenic prison a la Demolition Man. Interesting. Uh, that is the premise of the game, is that you are released with amnesia. Right. You don't know who you are. Uh, yet, they also reference the coming millennium. So either they thought that cryogenic prisons would be commonplace within ten years... But it's 1999. Uh, Sorry, within the year. Right. Or it's nearly a thousand years later. In which case, why does everything look the same as 1999? Or they forgot that it was set in the future when they did the radio script. Ah. (laughs) That could also be a problem. Couldn't it just? Uh, So whether it's three weeks in the future, a thousand years in the future, or to us now in the past... A thousand years and three weeks. Yes. Yes. Well, no, because the three weeks could be measured from any point. That's a good point. So it could be three weeks in the future, it could be a thousand years, or it could be to us now in the past. Past, yeah. Take your pick. It does not matter to the gameplay. Hmm. What did matter were various things, actually, that were introduced here that became commonplace in the later games. Such as? Uh, Taking jobs working for criminal gangs and moving Mm. from gang to gang. Whilst your reputation with each gang changes depending on who you are working with. Which is now the staple of Grand Theft Auto games. That's what we know to be a GTA game. Yeah. Uh, there were, I think, six gangs in Grand Theft Auto 2. There was... well, a list of them? I say gangs. They weren't all criminals. Right. For example, you Factions. could work for the Zaibatsu Corporation. Ah. Or there was a science group. A group of scientists that you could work for. There was also, You could also do missions for the rednecks who lived in the trailer park. <laughs> But there was also the Yakuza, mm-hmm. um, I believe the Mafia, yep, uh, Russian course. Mafia specifically. Oh, In reference to Grand Theft Auto 1, the Hare Krishnas. Oh dear. <laughs> and also, and I think this will be your favourite, uh, in the first district, mm-hmm. for in this game there are three levels, each of which is the district of a larger city. Right. In the first district there is a mental asylum. Interesting. And the lunatics have taken over the asylum. And you can do missions for them. I'm so going back and getting Grand Theft Auto 2. Well, now might be a good time to mention how you can do that. Did we talk about this in the older one? We did. Right. 
Yeah. We so, often talk about getting hold of the games we discuss. Yes. And this time I'm delighted to say you can do it free and legal. And it's not a grey area or anything. On the Rockstar Games website they have released Grand Theft Auto and Grand Theft Auto 2 for download. Also another of their classic games, but I can't remember what it was. Who, Rockstar? Yeah. No one's ever heard of it. Nah. I say to people, have you heard of this other game that they've released? And they go, no. So I'll probably download that and give it a go. But yes, they're free to download. They're uh, around 300, 400 megs each. That's not too bad. Because they contain the music and everything. Yeah. Uh, So go, go play. Will do. They're we'll available. Stop, we'll have to stop the podcast. <laughs> I'm talking to the audience, not to you. Okay. Yes, uh, Grand Theft Auto 2 was set in Anywhere City, was the name of the place. Oh dear. And you played in the downtown, residential and industrial districts. Which so nice is and vague. Nice no, and vague. It introduced a another staple, as we now know it, mm-hmm. uh, in that it wasn't just police who pursued you. No? SWAT got involved, the National Guard... Ah. Which we are now familiar with in later games. As you go up and up and up in the levels of, of danger. Although, in this game, it was by district. You couldn't get the army after you in the starting area. Right, because that would just be mean. But by the third level, yes, you could. Yeah. Uh, they also technically introduced saving, because you couldn't save your game in the original Grand Theft Auto, which is probably why you never made it past the first city. Yeah. You could only save after completing a city. In Grand Theft Auto 2, you could save at any point. But... Provided you could find a church and had $50,000 to donate. Oh, dear. If you walked into a church and donated fifty grand, they would save your soul. Oh, dear. <laughs> Which also introduced another element, Rockstar satirising. Which is something they do so very well. And it all started there, I think... And there are some interesting landmarks you can visit in Anywhere City. Such as? The asylum that I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. There's a prison, trailer park, nuclear power plant, seaport, and, uh, well, that's all the ones I've got listed. But I think there were others as well. And so it's actually a very nice city, is Anywhere City. But I think they've uh, left it in their past going forward. Oh, you mean with the the, the, the current generation of... Yeah, Liberty cities. City, Vice City and San Andreas they have, are, of course, been recreated. They have been New York, Miami and... Yep, and San Francisco. San Francisco. But I think Anywhere City will not see the light of day again. You don't reckon? I don't think so. That's a shame. Because I've heard that the next one is going to go abroad. Ah. GTA Tokyo is the rumour. Yeah, that's been a rumour since London. It has though. been a rumour since GTA London. Uh, but the rumour has resurfaced. Since GTA 2, the rumour has been GTA London too. <laughs> uh, there were two GTA Londons. There was a 1969 and a 1961. Really? Yes. Did this come after GTA 2? Uh, it may have done. Ah, I did not know this. Mm. I think that was um, a free expansion just for the PC version, which is why you wouldn't Th- have known would about it. This would be why I wouldn't know about it. I am, the, I am console gamer fanboy. Uh, I disgust myself. GTA 2 also expanded on the list of weapons you had available to you. It wasn't just pist- um, pistol, rocket launcher, flamethrower, machine gun. Nope. It had the uh, submachine gun mm-hmm. and the silencer for the submachine gun. Ooh. As well as grenades and molotovs. Which could be difficult in a top-down game, I'm assuming. Not hugely. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, 
I think those were the only weapons that you carried personally that were introduced in GTA 2. The rest were the I same. Check. Check, have a look, see? The rest were the same as GTA 1. Oh, no, there was a shotgun. Oh, Yes, excellent. I'd forgotten about the shotgun. However, you could also upgrade your car. Something that's not been done since. You can have machine not? guns mounted on your car. And an oil slick dropper. That's phenomenal. I think you could also have a landmine dropper. Oh, man. My favourite weapon, though, was yeah. always stealing a fire truck. Using the water cannon. Using the water cannon. It introduced that concept, too. Yep. Yeah. And taxi driver missions and um, bus driver missions. Yeah. Which is like a taxi driver mission, but with many more people. You drive a route on a bus. Though the taxi driver missions weren't very well thought out in Grand Theft Auto 2. No? No. Basically, you um, stole a taxi that had a passenger. Right. And drove around. And the meter was running. And then when you stopped, they paid you. That's not how it works. That's sort of just hijacking and getting paid for it. Uh, of course, in Grand Theft Auto 3, they cleaned up that mechanic a little bit by actually having fares that you pick up yeah. and take to a destination. Thank God for that. <laughs> and the last thing they introduced in GTA 2 that went forward through the series yeah. was having the people wandering around being more than just a backdrop. Hmm. They would have scuffles with each other, cars would crash into each other, and people would get out and fight. <laughs> there were people wandering around carjacking that weren't you. That's... I don't remember this. Oh, yeah. Uh, you could be carjacked yourself. No. Driving along, you pull up to the lights, a carjacker comes along and pulls you out of your car that you nicked, nicks it from you, and drives off. That's wonderful. I always chased them down and killed them. <laughs> I, I took always it be the only one. There can be only one. I always took it personally. Now, there's a film I want to see. Highlander mixed with Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> uh, there was always a tip-off, though. They wore green jumpers. Uh, was it all told from the pursuit of jumpers? Yeah. Yellow jumper is player character, red jumper is mugger, green jumper is carjacker. Uh, yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Terrifying. Any, any other colour, just normal. I'm person. going to be terrified of people wearing red and green now, aren't I? Obviously. Dear. Uh, so, yeah, GTA 2 was a lot more advanced in a lot of ways, but it still maintained that same fundamental element of top-down driving fun. fun. And Grand Theft Auto 3, of course... Just took exactly the same game Completely. and turned it third person. Yeah. Well, I've said this before. It turned it th- Traditionally third person as opposed to top down. Yes. And I, I thought I was going to say, you know, GTA 3 maintained the tradition of the nameless lead character, but I'm wrong. It was only researching this that I realised GTA 3 is the only Grand Theft Auto game with a nameless um, lead character. Is it now? The name is Mute Character. There's Claude Speed, and there's all the characters you could have in GTA. Yeah. And there's CJ, Tommy, and now Nicolai. Yeah. Or so, Nico. So, Grand Theft Auto 3 was the only one with the nameless Mute Character. Yeah. Well, I don't know, GTA 1 and 2 had Mute Characters. Well. They had Mute Characters, but they were named. Yeah. Although, admittedly, the name of the character in the first game might well be Satan Lives, or Hang the DJ. Yeah. Or any other of a number of cheat codes. Ah, oh, dear. It's kind of an interesting way to do the cheat system, though. Hmm. In, in, in response, I do remember there was a um, mechanic in the old Spider-Man game on uh, PlayStation that my brother had that was... Well, if you put... He had a chance to put in a cheat code. And I remember very specifically, if you put in a certain dirty word, <laughs> or any any sort of dirty word, really, you know, the sort of four-letter words... Yes. 
uh, and you put it in and you clicked enter, Spider-Man would appear from the bottom of the screen and punch it and put it and it would disappear. Did he not approve of swearing? He does not approve of swearing. He gets rid of it. He just appears at the bottom of the screen. He goes, no, and punches it, and it goes away. He's like, that's brilliant. <laughs> I really want to try that. It's a surprisingly good game. Yeah. I've got to try and find it again. It's a really fun game to play. But it's not Grand Theft Auto. It's really not, is it? No. But I think now is the time for tangents, because I think we've pretty much said what needs to be said. Oh, apart from, of course, in GTA 2, the Garanga bonus still existed. It, it was no longer the Harry Krishna. It wasn't. It was the Elvis impersonators. They clearly moved on to a much more dangerous foe. You see, Harry Krishna's following each other around, I can understand. That's kind of what they do. Yeah. But a string of Elvis impersonators, it's, it's a more terrifying prospect. Absolutely. It's a sign but of the oncoming apocalypse, I believe. It's a far less sen- sensible Lakes of blood, prospect. raining fire, Elvis impersonator, conga line. Yeah. But quite why they're conga lining is a mystery to me. It's Anywhere City. Maybe that's how they roll. <laughs> I'm also slightly... Um, baffled. Baffled by what the Garanga-style bonus was in London. I know there was one, but I cannot remember. Hmm. It's, this is a point. Uh, you said GT1 and 2 are up for grabs on the Rockstar website. London is not. London is not? No. Oh. That's odd. I don't know if it was a licensing issue or what, but Fair enough. London is not available. That's a shame. It's probably available through other methods, such as your local store. Yeah, go to the shops and buy it, you cheap bastards. <laughs> uh, I, I do remember specifically there was a mission you got in GT London. It may have been 69 or 61. That was. It would have been 69 if you played it. Yes, that's true. Um, that, uh, it was, I can't remember what the name of the character was. It was Mission Giver Outer, who I never understood. And he gave me a mission. I'm not sure what it was, but finished up his conversation with, remember, I'm the monkey. No, remember, you're the monkey, and I'm the cheese grater. <laughs> I keep having horrible Vietnam-style flashbacks to that specific quote. You know what it's in reference to? I have no, I have no idea. There is a common saying, you are the monkey, I'm the organ grinder. Right. In reference to a very old-fashioned form of busking. Whereas a man would go out with and a musical organ, which he would turn the handle on, or grinding. grind whilst a monkey danced. Ah. Then when he stopped playing, the monkey would take its hat off and then go around the crowd asking for tips, and hopefully, being a cute little monkey, they would drop coins into the hat. Or he would throw feces at them. Yeah. So the organ grinder is the man in charge, whilst the monkey is the guy out there doing the work. Mm. Where the cheese grater comes into it, I've no idea, but that's just very rock star. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, I believe in the original Grand Theft Auto, missions were given by payphone. Right. Which just shows how far we've come now mm. that almost all of GTA 4 is done through a mobile phone. And GTA 3 and Vice City and San Andreas also with a cell phone. Even Vice City, at the 80s, had the brick cell phone. Yep, but it's now nearly all oh. cell phone, whereas, of course, in GTA 3, you actually went to the mission... Oh. Give uh, all the time. You still do that in GTA 4, but it'll be... You'll complete a mission. Mm-hmm. And you won't be able to go back to them right away. Right. They will phone you to talk about the last mission you did and suggest that they have more work for you, and then their icon will reappear. So it's a uh. constant dialogue on the phone, which makes it feel much more realistic. But, of course, the big complaint everyone has about GTA 4 is everyone always phoning up to ask if you want to go out and play darts or pool or... Or get, or get drunk. And... 
to be honest, I don't know what they're complaining about because it's very easy just to right-click, which is just say, no, sorry, I don't have time, and get on with the game. Mm. There is no obligation to do these things. It's just like in uh, San Andreas, there were the relationships. Yeah. And if you continued them to 100%, you got a benefit out of it. Hot coffee! But there was no obligation to do it. Yeah. It's exactly the same mechanic. Unless you wanted to make um, Jack Thompson cry. (laughs) Well, of course, hot coffee you had to mod in. Yes. I was talking more about uh, one of the relationships you don't lose your weapons when you go to the hospital because she works there. Ah. If you're on 100% with the relationship. That's cool. So there was a benefit to doing it, but there was no obligation to do it. It's the same thing here. There's absolutely no obligation to maintain these relationships. Yeah. However, if you maintain a relationship with this guy, then you can buy your weapons at a discount rate. If you maintain your relationship with your cousin, he runs a taxi service. What an American thing to do. Yeah, except that they're both Slavic. Yeah. (laughs) If you maintain a relationship with your cousin, uh, maintaining a family relationship, Mm -hmm. let's say, and uh, if you keep that relationship up high enough, you can use the car service that he runs. Uh, you can use your phone to order a car to wherever you are. Fantastic. You can also just use the yellow cabs. Yeah, or steal a car. Or steal a car, which is the more traditional thing to do. However, um, it's actually kind of wise to use one of the taxi services to get home after a night out drinking. Yes. Because the car becomes very hard to control, and also you might get arrested for drunk driving, which won't impress your date. It won't. <laughs> Or it might, depending on the Everyone character. Everyone has their, perfect, their separate tastes and preferences. This is true. But yes, none of this is re- um, relevant to GTA 1 or 2. It is, because it's, it is related to Grand Theft Auto. It is where they have now gone. That is true. It is the uh, pinnacle to which they have risen. Yeah. And as I was saying, Lost in the Dam coming soon, which is uh, a story revolving around bike gangs. You actually encounter the Lost in the main storyline of Grand Theft Auto, so it's sort of... Branching out to the side. That's cool. It's something I like about Rockstar, the way they do this kind of thing. Mm. Although I believe it is going to be... I don't think it's going to be free. I can't remember. Fair enough. They've introduced a culture of uh, micropayments. Yeah. Well, it's something I was actually discussing with someone the other day. Mm -hmm. Is it's a way to counter piracy. Okay. For example... Uh, think about the second-hand games market. Right. Now, you take your copy of Grand Theft Auto 4 for the Xbox 360 back to game. Mm-hmm. And or any other high-state retail. What, who are owned by game. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is no choice in this country. Uh, you trade it in. Yep. And they sell it second-hand. Right. What does Rockstar see out of that second-hand sale? Nothing. Nothing. Not a penny. It all goes to the retailer. Right. However, that person gets their copy of GTA 4 home that they've bought second-hand, and they finish it. And they go, ooh, Lost in the Damned, and download it. Well, they may not have got the full price for the game, but they made money out of the second-hand purchase. Ah. It's a very common way of thinking. But yes, I see your point. The second-hand games market is huge in this country and in America. I can't speak for elsewhere in the world. Yeah. And it kills the developers, the publishers, because they don't see any money out of it. And they would love to. Hmm. 
So what they're starting to do is introduce downloadable content as a way to counter that, uh, so that although they won't see the resale price of the game again, mm-hmm. they can continue a revenue stream from yeah. the second-hand market. It's kind of cunning. I'm not sure how much I agree with it. But I can certainly see why they're doing it. To my mind, I'm all in favour of uh, digital distribution, such as Steam. Yeah, that's, it seems to work, and that's pretty good. The thing about Steam is I am very against digital rights management, DRM. Yeah. Uh, but Steam is DRM. Okay. Well, I can't take my copy of Half-Life and give it to you. Right. Well, you can. I just can't do anything with it. Yeah, exactly. So that's DRM. Mm-hmm. But it's DRM that works. Okay. Uh, when Spore came out, it had very restrictive DRM. You could only install a certain number of times. Mm. Well, I can install Steam on any number of computers I want and download my copy of Half-Life any number of times. Uh... It doesn't get in my way in any way. That, okay. Yes. Whatever I want to do with my game, I can do. I can back it up to disk. I can install it on any number of computers. As should be your right, as, as the game owner. Absolutely. I can't just hand it over to someone else. That's fine. Not going to. Admittedly, it takes away what in America would be the right of first sale, but that's an American legal argument, and I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. The fact is Steam works, and it guarantees revenue for the people running it. There's no publisher, per se, so the developer sees a higher stake of the revenue. And I can see that being big in the future, because... They love selling on Steam because there's no second-hand market. Yeah. And they know that someone who buys a game on Steam won't contribute to that second-hand market that they hate so much. Hmm. I think Valve have really struck it big with that. Hmm. Anyway, uh, we have been talking about an hour. We have. That's about the usual length of our uh, podcast. It is about the usual length. So I think we are finished there. I think we're done. Do you want to discuss what we may or may not talk about next time? I think we should, because it will be a surprise for me as well. (laughs) What are we going to talk about next week? I don't know. What do you want to talk about next week? There's plenty of options. Are there now? Well, there's many, many games that have come out. Are there now? I think we should probably discuss something you've played. Something I've played? Yes. Uh, Then I may have to think about it. Think about it, then. I am thinking of along a certain tune. Dun, 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 Why do we do a Fallout episode? Let's do a Fallout episode. I can get behind that. I think, uh, considering we've done a GTA episode, in which we have segue to talk about GTA 4, which is currently out mm-hmm. and big, let's do a Fallout episode, in which we will doubtless segue into discussing Fallout 3. Because it's what I'm playing at the moment. And I'm... I'm sure we can bring in Troy as a guest speaker for a, for a few minutes. I'm sure we could. And I have recently finished playing it for the third time. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I still need to complete it. Well, you see, I haven't 100%ed it, yeah. which is why I keep replaying it. I'm not one of those people who will go out with the mindset of saying, I am going to find everything this playthrough. I will just keep playing it through and making new discoveries, which is much more fun. Yeah. I recently discovered the tree you were telling me about. Oh, you've not, you've not been to there yet. I have now. Um, how did you find it? It's highly entertaining. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I quite enjoyed that one. You set it on fire, didn't you? Well, you'll have to wait for next week to find out. You're a monster. (laughs) Next week on... What are we again? (laughs) World 1, Stage 1. What he said.